Welcome to the Fracture Line, the official weekly news feed from the Chest Wall Injury Society, where we will listen to all the bottom line CWIS updates, shout outs, fun facts, and weekly banner. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Crisco, and I'm joined always by Dr. Tom White, Dr. Adam Kay, and Sarah Ann Whitbeck. Welcome back to Fracture Line, everybody. We're uh, really excited to have on Dr. Brad Thomas, the whole crew here today. We got Tom White with us, Sarah Ann, Zach Bauman, and Andrew Dobin. Uh, Brad, welcome to Fracture Line. Have you joined us before? Uh, yeah, about a year ago. Okay, that's what I thought. Just briefly, give the listeners a quick update, who you are, where you are, what you're all about. Sure. Brad Thomas, I'm in Charlotte. I've been here almost 10 years now. I uh, had some time in the military before that out in Guam. I uh, lead our uh, EGS section in our rib plating program here in Charlotte, and uh, we've been doing rib plating now for about eight years is how long our program has been uh, sort of uh, up and running, and it's evolved over time. Um, I chair the development committee for CWIS and uh, anything else you want to know. Brad, can I ask you a question? What is that art in the behind your right shoulder? It kind of freaking me out. It's a very dark lady. <laughs> Does she have clothes on? We don't know. Oh, okay. I think it's like a Rorschach test. And the fact that you don't see her wearing clothes, and I do, says something. Well, Mark's patient. She only has one leg, it looks like to me. <laughs> yeah, she's got one leg, and she's, she's not wearing clothes. Typical <laughs> patient. There we go. <laughs> Not all of us can be limb savers, guys. Not all of us. So, Brad, you're you're here today to talk about. So this is this is for the development committee, and uh, we're uh, doing our second annual funding the future of fractures uh, program, starting kicking off here in November. So, that is the impetus for this uh, this fracture line. Funding the future of fractures. Can you explain to us what this program is all about, Dr. Thomas? Yeah, so this is our main fundraising event for CWIS Development Committee year, and it was the same last year. The program is really uh, designed to uh, help, uh, you know, uh, support the summit, allow folks to get to the summit that couldn't otherwise get to the summit, to give some financial dollars to best-in-class research. And, you know, as the program matures and uh, our, our committee matures, we're hoping to, you know, uh, work towards uh, having more scholarship type things. But that's kind of the gist of what the dollars do. And we're trying to make it fun and competitive amongst the individuals within our uh, within our society and within the different committees and uh, uh, kind of uh, challenge each other to uh, be generous and really allow for the summit to be the best it possibly can be with our uh, contribution. Can you give us a little historical context here? How did we do last year with this? We exceeded our $10,000 goal by about 25%. So we got to 12500 and uh, that uh, those dollars pretty much all got spoken for. It didn't quite cover everything as far as, you know, support for getting folks to the, to the conference, but uh, gave a lot of help. And this year we're shooting for a $15,000 target for, for this uh, fundraiser. And can we confirm that Zach did not use this money for any of his personal craziness? Well, there was that Hooters across the street, and they have really good wings. So, yeah. No, I can confirm. That's what I'm referencing. And margaritas. They had really good margaritas. Exactly. He was like, I need money for wings. I was like, Dr. Bauman, no, that's not appropriate. (laughs) Not the funding for the fractures. If they had ribs rather than wings. You would not have been out of line. Correct. Exactly. Had it been a different kind of food. Margaritas yes. for you wing. Another food group, maybe. You know, kidding aside, those dollars really were spread a long way. I, I will say, you know, in terms of trying to, to spread them out over lots of people and <clears throat> being able to 
to really support many people's needs. I, I think, you know, we are very, very grateful for the gracious giving that, that um, occurred from lots of people, but also supported, you know, many, many members. And I, I would really, um, I can't possibly express how grateful those members were that received that funding um, to help them get to the get to the summit. For some people, it was as small as $250. You know, they needed just a little bit more to get over that hump. You know, some of our med students, residents, you know, that are, are just in a pinch and, and it's that last little bit that either their program doesn't cover or, you know, that, that they're in a tight spot. Those, those dollars really are helpful. So every little bit that, that is given matters. So thank you very much. And Sarah, how many members did we have last year around this time when we did this drive roughly? We had about 200 fewer members at this time last year. So I think, you know, when the, when the development committee you know, was deciding to up their goal, we were trying to decide, you know, is this too bold? Is this, you know, is this more than we should be taking on? I think, you know, this is well within our wheelhouse. I will say last year, it was almost entirely Americocentric giving. Right, so we only had two people from outside of the United States donate last year. So one of the things I'm going to throw the gauntlet down this year, I I think it's time, you know, to uh, to see some step up from our our friends abroad and say we want to see uh, we want to see what else we can what else we can do. With with that in mind, we were thinking, you know, if we've raised this much from from within our our members and friends, you know, within this collaboration that that probably if we can spark some enthusiasm from our members and friends outside of the United States as well, we feel like this $15,000 goal could be smashed. So I think it's not undoable. Can I ask a couple pointed questions? Uh, what is the country that is the largest represented outside of the United States? The largest country represented outside of the United States is Australia. And how is the Australian dollar doing compared to the U.S. dollar these days? Oh, goodness. I wish I could speak to that. But that I'm, <laughs> I'm less familiar with. I can say the euro to dollar ratio is going fairly well right now. I know. That well, I think we should just call out some members. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dr. Dr. Shu definitely has some American ties here. Yes. You know, the last time we saw him, he looked really <laughs> well-kempt. He was wearing a very nice shirt, Absolutely. jacket, tie. And I think, you know, just a couple of those bucks throwing the way of Seawis, that's a big win. I agree. I have heard that Dr. Antipa likes fancy wow. coffee. And if he skipped one fancy coffee, who knows? Maybe he could throw us this 5 or $10. I don't know. It's possible. That's true. And, you know, John Edwards, I think he has seven boats now. Is it? Did he sell one? Because I thought he was close to <laughs> I don't know. How many members do we have? We have 870 <laughs> members. Can you see Zach? He's on his calculator right now. Like, I thought I saw him counting on his fingers. He was trying to protect. It's that's only if if all eight hundred and seventy members donate. That's only seventeen dollars per person to get to fifteen thousand dollars. Seventeen bucks. I find that in my couch cushions. Okay, well then I'm coming over to your couch because there are there isn't money in my couch. But you know what? <laughs> if you have money in your couch, I'm counting on you. I know last year there there was a challenge thrown down um, by the board to do some giving, and there was a, a challenge extended to all members of leadership. So I think there was a challenge to the board members of around 200, 250, and challenge to other volunteers around $100, which 70 volunteers right there. So if all volunteers gave 100 bucks, that'd be a pretty strong start right there. If everybody else gave 10, that would pretty much hit it, right? 
Zach, I think you need to dye your hair like Suzanne Summers. Yes. And be like, for just 60 cents a day, you could make a difference in the lives of the poor Seawis residents and that's, fellows. That's a good point. That's a good point. Dude, all we need to do is show a picture of Carl and he say- can't afford a haircut. And we'll play like Scott Staffy music with, with Dr. Hansen's picture. I think it was Sally Struthers. <laughs> if every member of the society donated 50 cents a day for the month of November, 57 cents is all per day for the month of November, $15,000 hit. You really broke that down. That was almost like how they do the, the St. Jude, you know, asks. That's impressive. I challenge. I, like I need to start singing. Um, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Everybody on this call should pony up $100. Commit to doing it. Is that a Benjamin right there? That's a Benjamin, right? That's a Benjamin. Right only, Tom, only Tom still has $100 in cash. Everybody else uses yeah, Venmo. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo the organization. It's cool. We actually do accept Venmo. <laughs> this is a flashback to last week's episode where he couldn't pay his barber and had to find the cash in his car. Yeah, it's, it's Amway. It doesn't work. No, this no works, it works right? really well. <laughs> it's, it's glorified Amway is what Venmo is. This is so funny. You don't understand it. Bitcoin. You're all going to lose money if you do I think T-Dub thinks Venmo is I like agree. Bitcoin. Yes, I, really I concur. He thinks Venmo and Bitcoin are synonymous. Attached to my bank account. This is currency right here. This is backed by gold in Fort Knox. Your Venmo, stupid thing. That There's nothing backing that up. Yes, you go, there you, is. You lose your phone, you lose your phone tomorrow, you don't have no more money. That's, not, that's it. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they stopped backing up with gold in like the 70s time. Right at the same time as Sally Struthers. Ask everybody for money on TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'll definitely commit more than your one Benjamin. But, Brad, I have a question for you. When is this going to be starting, and how are people going to donate? What are we going to be sending out to these to the members so they know how to donate? and where? To yeah, so uh, November 1st is our kickoff date. It's going to run all through November. There's going to be several communications, email, the different social media forums, and the things uh, that I don't really do very well, but we've got folks to do. So uh, those are going to go out, and then there'll be a website uh, with the portal, and uh, we're uh, planning on having some tracking on there so we can keep it competitive and it should be pretty easy to do. Uh, the goal is to make it very simple. So you just click, click, done. And we're also really hoping for some institutional giving this year. We had one institution, Carolina's Medical Center, that gave last year. And, uh, you know, and we're going we're gonna to go for more institutional giving as well. So yeah, I, I think if we if we have good participation, it should be very easy to hit our How goal. are you planning on spending the money this year except to fund Chris Gow's skiing uh, habits? <laughs> Yeah, it's important. Yeah, no no money will be misappropriated. We're going to plan on also supporting folks coming just like we did before. The goal is to uh, have some financial incentive for, you know, best in class research and really encourage good research at the summit. And I think that goes a long way and is, you know, a reward for some you know great effort as far as doing the research and bring it to the, to the conference. So those are kind of the two main things. And, uh, you know, beyond that, like I said, we're, we're planning on kind of, as we continue to grow this, work towards some loftier goals for, you know, longer term funding and, and it really doing exactly what the namesake is, is funding the future of fractures and trying to advance the science behind uh, what we do. Yeah, there is on our website, there's an opportunity to apply for a scholarship. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, 
I have a resident or med student fellow, something like that, that could use, you know, could use some of these dollars or really would, would appreciate some of this funding. You can go to the CWIS website, specifically to the 2024 summit page, and you'll see it right in the middle. There's a box you can, you can click and you'll be able to, you know, kind of tell us what the situation is in terms of what the funding is needed for. You know, sometimes people will say, Hey, I just need an extra night of hotel, or I've got most of it covered except for, you know, this here, or, you know, something like that. And so they can describe what the situation is, what the ask is, and then we can go ahead and take all of those asks and figure out, you know, the best way to maximize the, the funding that we have. Brad, I'm just going to say it right now. I mean, my resident's literally homeless and he needs to get to the meeting. So I hope that I can get some of that funding for Carl because... We're going to call this the Fun Carl. Fun Carl. Next year, can we call it Fun Carl? He helps us out a lot. Oh my gosh. He's going to have to edit this episode. So I, I need the funding for Carl. So Mark, does he basically just kind of live in the hospital? Is that the idea? Yeah, well, he's at UMass right now, living at UMass, but he just, you know, he has a car, but it's, uh, you know, it's kind of broken down and he doesn't get his hair cut and he doesn't know how to shave. He doesn't have money for razors. So, he, you know, he, he just, he scares my patients. So we need, we need funding for him. You ever seen like one of those episodes on Instagram where they like find a, a homeless guy and they like cut him, like shave his face or like cut his hair and make him look like a new man? I almost wonder if we need to do that for Carl. Oh, oh it's going to happen one of these years. You guys are so mean to him. That poor man. <laughs> He's just trying to get by. <laughs> All he gets is shade Carl. from YouTube. Carl, love you, buddy. Carl, I love, love you, buddy. Love you, Carl. So are we going to get some of this up on Slack too for people that are uh, slackers? And Yep, it'll be on Slack. It'll be on social media, President's Newsletter. You'll be seeing it in our regular 30-second bulletin. Emails will be going out. So you'll see lots of, lots of channels and opportunities to uh, go ahead and be generous, be thoughtful. This is a time of year when we all have the opportunity to be thankful. And you can be thankful for the uh, the patients that you've been able to support, the opportunities and the things that CWIS has been able to support you with. And hopefully we can drum up some funding to be able to make that work. Right now, we are working with our database development team so that people can list maybe their mentor or someone that they're donating, donating in honor of. Because I think this is a, a really nice way to also honor some of our members as we, or, or mentors, as we think about, you know, funding the future. I, I think it naturally helps us think about, you know, kind of who, who supported us either financially, emotionally, intellectually, you know, how can we help uh, kind of honor those people with our, our paying it forward. So um, working on, on getting those items built in with, with our tech team. So I think we can all, you know, sort of, Think about those those people that that helped get us to the points that we're at while we uh, while we give generously to the next generation. I will be sure to give generously. I gotta run, guys, but I will catch you later. See you, man. Good to see y'all. Good Bye. luck. I hope that patient ends finishes with two, two legs. legs. Yeah, one leg, one good leg. It's a ruptured popliteal aneurysm, is what he said, right? That's not good. Sarah, do we have updates? The main update is our opportunity to increase our quality on submissions, which also means we can decrease the quality uh, or the quantity of begging 
on um, extensions. <laughs> so the backstory to the submission deadline moving is that we have a lot of people who are interested in in you know submitting their abstracts but needed a couple extra days and there wasn't really an egalitarian way to do that without just kind of moving it for everyone and much as i loathe doing that i think it is the right the right thing because i realize a lot of people are in a pinch with you know waiting for data or you know kind of relying on other people so we are going to move from november 1st at 11:59 eastern time to november 8th 11:59 eastern time so do not be late. Although we are, you know, affording this extra week extension, it definitely will not be afforded any further than that. But the program committee has graciously kind of condensed their time frame in terms of review and finalizing their steps. So we super appreciate them making that possible to, to make it so that everybody can have the highest quality of abstracts possible. We do have fewer spots this year, I will say, you know, it, it's a smaller footprint for scientific abstracts. And so, but we have increased amount of physical space in terms of posters. So I think that'll be helpful in terms of still having opportunity for people to share the, the high quality work that they're doing. Um, since we just won't have quite as many podium opportunities, there's just a super full agenda. So many great things that we want to talk about, need to share, etc. So we hope and encourage everyone to submit and then, um, you know, we'll look forward to thoughts and ranking of the program committee so that then we can have just a really amazing agenda. And you can be stressed until November 8th at 1158 rather than November first at 11.58. Yes, you guys, why do you people do this to me? Like, why? Submit early so that I can have a rest knowing that people will be submitting. How many of you submit your abstract a minimum of three days before they're due? I'm waiting for the system to crash. I'm like hoping the system crashes as I submit it. So, cause I'm pushing that deadline. <laughs> Right. And I am the person who's on the other end the week before not seeing any abstracts five days before I'm like, oh my gosh, we only have a couple. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No one's going to submit. And then every year there's this huge deluge in the last 72 hours. And then I finally rest easy knowing that, okay, we're going to have a meeting. <laughs> and we go through this every year, like clockwork. You would think at some point I would be more calm, but maybe by year 10, maybe, you know, probably not some year. I'm going to be right. It could happen. You know what? I think what I'm going to do one of these years, I'm going to gather all this data and I'm going to look at the acceptance rates and I'm going to see if the people that submit at the end are as equally likely to be accepted as the people who submit up front. That's what I'm going to do. What about they're more likely? Then what are you going to do? Then how are you going to throw that in our face? Then I'm going to feel really sheepish and I'm not going to tell you what the results are. <laughs> that, that's going to be how. Maybe they're just tweaking the last little bit between 11.52 and 11.58. And they change that one three-letter initial for Adolph's meat tenderizer to AMT versus Adolph's meat tenderizer. And the paper was that much better. They had four extra characters to be able to use in the abstract. That's always me. I'm always like better. just proofreading, correcting, right up until the stroke of midnight. Yeah, no. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll have to check the submission time for whoever wins the you know best-in-class uh, research award from yes, this. Yes, we should do that.
I think we should also give an award for the first abstract submitted and the last abstract submitted. Mm -hmm. That is an excellent idea. I mean, they give an old school alarm clock to the person that submits and has their paper accepted the latest, like the very closest to the deadline. That's what they will receive. One yeah. of those alarm clocks that rings, you know, like an old metal one, because that is deserved. It, uh, I don't know, it brings stress to my heart every year. I have this panic inside. I think Zach does it intentionally. Oh, definitely. Most certainly. He's, he does it volitionally. Yes. There's no doubt in my mind. Other people are actually working hard. I think he has his done right now. And he's just sitting there waiting to click send. You know, he's like, eh, no, not yet. There was one year I didn't specify on the website, the time zone. And so then I received them for like 12 hours past the time I intended. And then people were like, not my fault. You know, I was like, oh, for Pete's sake. Now I've become very adept at the time zone, the exact minute, like we've learned. And by we, I mean me and the mouse in my pocket, but it's, it's become, uh, it's become much more, you know, astute, but it's good. As far as other announcements, I will say for those that came to our ACS get together, it was terrific. And thank you everyone. I think we had an, an enjoyable time in Boston. Thank you to KLS Martin for supporting the event. And uh, I think we did a great job of celebrating the CWIS enthusiasm at the ACS. So don't forget the OTA. And the OTA. We had a strong opportunity to discuss research and met with a handful of our OTA partners there. It was good. I think in five years, we're going to look back on the OTA and say, remember when there were only a handful of us here? And now look at this big gathering, you know, that's, that's going to be a very gratifying thing. So we're planting seeds there that someday I think it will be much bigger. So, but it was good. So big, big things afoot. So we have lots of good things going on and we're super excited about our campaign for this month. So it's, it's going to be a great month. All right. Who's got a final stitch? I got one. Good to see you guys. And Brad, nice to see you again. Say hi to your partners for us. I hope you uh, are planning to bring a large contingent to Utah. We came to your we came to your shop. You got to come to our shop. That's the plan. Thanks for having me back. So um, I was my final stitch is just a shout out to our vendors who have supported our this crazy project of Seawis reliably and faithfully over the last uh, six or seven years. But I think it's time for us to reach out and secure a, a couple of new vendor partner friendships. So I would uh, compel anyone who's listening to the podcast today to think of two or three companies that make a, make products or a product that we utilize in the operating room or in the perioperative period to help our patients that we haven't yet engaged as official sponsors for the summit. So if you have any ideas, send them our way and we will reach out and see if we can establish a relationship. That's my final stitch. Thanks. I've got one. I'd like to thank the membership for their support last year and preemptively thank everybody for the support this year. All right. So I have one. I was talking with a couple of you guys at ACS and just saying how, you know, it's hard not to get burnt out sometimes at work and everything else. But it always seems that right when I'm like at that threshold that I'm just going to get burnt out. Some CWIS event pops up and we all end up getting back together again. You know, I'm sorry I missed the Uber ride with Bauman, but I still had a great time. And it is just really fun to see old Seawist friends. It's also super fun to see a bunch of new people. It's a huge Italian um, 
component that showed up at uh, the CWIS event the other night, bunch of new members, a uh, bunch of new partners, and, and it's just been really great. So I appreciate all of you. And this is the month to say thanks and very appreciative to be part of this journey. I just want to wish everyone a happy Halloween. It's hard to believe that it's like next week and then November starts. Um, can't believe how fast the year is going by, but um, I just get excited around Halloween because my kids get excited. It's fun to see, fun to see them get into it, get dressed up, do all their fun activities. And then I like just to reap the benefits of eating the candy um, once they've collected it. Will they, will they go to sleep? Will they slumber? That's when I really, that's when Halloween really, oh my God. <laughs> really takes off for me. <laughs> really Halloween for you. <laughs> Halloween spirit. Well, Halloween spirit, steal people's candy. Yeah, I like <laughs> They took it from other people. He, it's it's kind of a Robin Hood sort of thing. He's he's taking it from them. They took it from the neighbors. It's a good, I like it. Just, yeah, I'm trying to redistribute. Yes, yes. You're, you're just trick-or-treating on a small scale. Yeah. I will say I'm going to miss the annual NOFO, but, uh, you know, since we had Seawis International that, you know, gets make up for it. And it was, it was great to see everyone at uh, ACS uh, this past week. Um, it'll be, be a few months, I guess, before we all get together again. Probably East is the next time, huh? So have to wait a couple months, but don't worry. Seawis membership, you guys will get to hear from us beautiful fracture liners um on a weekly basis so you have that to look forward to <laughs> yep that's that's the silver lining in this cloud that's for that's sure yep. that's, that's exactly what people were thinking i knew it yeah thanks everybody you guys great got to run if we have a silent auction this year let's see if dr thomas will put up that painting behind you i think we can get some <laughs> <laughs> one-legged painting it's famous now see you guys okay. see you guys bye guys, bye, guys. Bye, guys.